Hey, sad blue shirt breakaway fans. It's your best friends, Greg and Ryan. Greg, say hello. Uh, hi, Ryan. How are you? I've been better. Uh, I have to say, I'm pretty sick of talking about tough times in Ranger Town with you. Yeah, it's getting kind of old kind of fast, ain't it? I think it's getting old very quick. And uh, this was a team that I wish I wish we started podcasting when things were good, if you want me to be honest. How long ago that was. I've, How is this team still second in the Metropolitan? That, that's the most unreal part about all of this. Because um, we, we've just been an atrocious team. And I know last week on last week's pod, we talked about um, the Anaheim game. Yeah. And Corey Perry comes out and puts a goal in. Uh, with three minutes left, go, left to go, we let up another goal. Zook ends up winning it on a power play in overtime. And it's all feel good. Get a nice little Christmas gift. But I left that game with a very bad taste in my mouth. Yeah, I don't know if feeling good is the right terminology to use. It was kind of like that Hurricanes game we covered, I think, two weeks ago now, where we podcasted right after it, and they won, what was the final score of that game, like 4-2? to two? Yeah. And you and I were like, wow, that did not feel like a two-goal win. It kind of felt terrible. Eh, the Ducks game was just about that. So it, even when they're winning, it, it feels like a punch to the gut. It was almost worse, because that team's awful. And yeah. we, we had to take him to overtime to beat him, and that made me feel so crappy. So going into this Nashville game tonight, I didn't have good feelings, but after the first period, we let up a goal. It, oh, terrible goal, it ter- by the way. Ter- Not, terrible Terrible goal. goal because of the penalty. You want to speak on that a little bit? It, on, oh, on it pissed me off so much. Such a stupid penalty. I know. Did you see the penalty itself? I'm not sure if you're watching. Oh, I watched. Yeah, I watched uh, almost everything, but a little bit of the second period. There is nothing that pisses me off. There are two things that piss me off. They both happened in this game. One of them is penalties committed away from the play that don't impact the game itself. It was such a stupid penalty. Right. And Brass puts him in a headlock. Yeah, just literally. Bear hugs him, tackles him to the ice. Like, so unnecessary. Stay composed, dude. You know, you were struggling. The Rangers were struggling that entire first period. They got outshot 15-6. to Uh, They could have been down two goals to none going into the first intermission. But by some grace of God, with two minutes left, they had a chance to go into intermission scoreless. And then Brass commits a dumb penalty, and it immediately bites the Rangers in the ass because the Predators had a flawless power play. And... It's just it's stuff like that that good teams shouldn't be making those mental mistakes. It seems like the Rangers just keep making these mental mistakes again and again and again over this three-week stretch, and it's just unbearable. It's so hard to watch. Uh, tonight's probably the hardest hockey game to watch I've had in a long time. Oh, I don't know. We've had some hard ones recently, dude. I guess I'm just uh, I'm on recency bias right now. And I'm oh, just, big time! I'm just because com- it was the first. It was their first game in like a week. Yeah, and I'm just coming off of it, and and you could probably tell in my voice if you've been listening for a few weeks that I'm just not the same right now, uh, as I have been in the past. It's it's just so demoralizing. I I went in, watched a lot of the third, and Henrik is just lighting up goals left and right. They even call one off on interference, which was questionable, but man, it was yeah. like, tough to watch that. And and Henrik doesn't look the same. Our defense looks pitiful. And I'm just, well, he's literally he's literally uh, on an island recently. In this game specifically, it right. seems like there was just no help coming his way at all. Yeah, uh, and I had you know the worst part about this game was I had faith in this game. Like Girardi sets up Jasper, which by the way, what's up, both you players? Welcome back to playing hockey. And 
it's a 1-1 game. I'm feeling pretty good about it. They're obviously winning the game, but I feel like we're in it. We have a shot at winning. And then and, and in 55 seconds, we'd have three goals. Are you kidding? What's up with that? What is with this trend of like the Rangers letting up multiple goals in under two minutes? I won't lie. But the second goal, I know you weren't watching for it. What's one thing? Like, what's the biggest thing I've harped on probably in the – was this episode five for us already? That's pretty I think crazy. six. Yeah, six. Um, what's the one thing that I've harped on probably more than anything else? Well, you messaged me it, so I'm cheating. But it, It's boiling Yandel on the ice at the same time. You can't have it. It's, I, I get that this time I think it was in the middle of a change. Yep. But it was such a – to go along with every theme in this game for the Rangers, it was such a sloppy change that you're stuck with Yandel and Boyle on the ice at the same time. They were just invisible on a breakaway, and it allowed an easy basically open net opportunity for the Panthers because if you give goal scorers like James Neal a, a clear path to goal, it doesn't matter if it's Hank. It doesn't matter if it's prime Patrick Waugh. It doesn't matter who's in goal. He's going to find a crease to score. He's that efficient of a score. And yeah. it's like Yandel and Boyle just, you know, parted the Red Sea for him and gave him an open net to shoot at. And that's how the Rangers got down 2-1. And I, I lost my mind. After that, I I went to uh, the phone, got off the I got off the big TV watching the game, put the game on my phone, and decided just to go back to my World War II documentary. And I had a much better night. Which, by the way, at the time I would have scolded you. But knowing what I know now, I agree. And good job by you, buddy. Uh, it, it's a really good documentary. Uh, World uh, War II in color. I think everyone should give it a lot. I'm four what? episodes uh, in. Netflix? Really Netflix? Oh, very. yeah, it's on Netflix. Oh, very good. Oh, look at that. We just sponsored that. A little shout out for that. But um, yeah, We have sponsors. I'm gonna, I'm, even... You know what? I'm going to com- compliment Nashville right now. James Neal, he's such a good possession player. Just watching him skate, I was like, wow, that, that guy's really good at hockey. Yeah, it's almost a shame. Uh, I, I know there are probably no Nashville Predator fans listening to our oh, Rangers podcast. Not. So it's cool. But it's a shame this. that great players like James Neal and Pekka Rennie are kind of wasted in a market like Nashville. Like, imagine them in a proper market where their talents can be properly congratulated and admired. And it would, it would just be fascinating for the game. But... You know, Nashville has themselves a very good team. It's just I, I don't feel like anyone pays attention to them because nope. they're in Nashville. And they have the second scoring, well, probably now the first scoring defense in the league behind Dallas. And I, that's, they have, man, they have firepower. Their snipers are so strong. Yeah. And James Neal, he's just such a fun player to watch. He's like, he's he's not great at anything, but he's good at so many things that it's just, so hard to stop. So him. solid, and surprisingly enough, I didn't know that we were third. the The Rangers were third on scoring defensively, which I thought that was amazing. I had yeah, no, well, I had no idea. I mean, you got a lot of offensive minded defensemen on the ice. It's just again, you can't put them on the ice at the same time. It's it, it's getting yeah, just well, nothing. Nothing pisses me off more than seeing Boyle and Yandel on the ice at the same time. This brings me back to the Boyle point. Um, on the third goal, I believe, uh, it was a very long shift. Nashville got off the ice and got fresh legs, and Boyle's stuck on the ice. Boyle's 39. Like, he's not Yager, who we'll talk about later, by the way. But, we're at a point with Boyle where it's almost like uh, you kind of have to pick and choose what games he's playing. Um, I, I, I don't think he should be seeing more than 50 games on the ice this year because you're going to need him in the playoffs. Like, as doom and gloom as we are with the Rangers, this is still a playoff team somehow. Yeah, that's amazing. They got 20 wins on the season before the new year. If we turn but, around, yeah. and next week we're going to talk about a big stretch coming up uh, that's that's all in the Metro. That's going to be very, very daunting. 
Yeah, but you, you got to pick and choose the games for Boyle. And honestly, I think we've seen enough from McElrath. We've sung his praises on this podcast. We have, yeah. I think he's one of the been one of the best Rangers. And this is when this is when you need your seventh defenseman to step up. When your older guys need a break, give him a break. Boyle needs a break. It's clear he's just not the same player at the age of thirty nine. And why would he be? He's thirty nine fucking years old as a NHL player. Yeah, and he's done a great job this year. Don't get me wrong. He's give he's definitely played better this year than he did last year, in my opinion. He's, ah, well, he also had a broken hand last year, bro. Okay. He missed like six well, weeks. That's true. Uh, but, you know, he took a lot of hate last year, and now I feel like that hate shifted onto Girardi and Stahl, and they have both played leaky defense. And, and man, I just don't know what to do. I don't I don't know how to watch this team going forward, and we're about to talk about the Florida trip coming up. And, hey, I'm going on that trip. I don't oh, know what I'm going to do. I'm yeah. going to have a great time. Oh, so. I'm sure you are. But it's uh, – oh, yeah, I'm glad that you can talk about going to the game. I actually want to ask you a little bit about those. But uh, we'll get to that in one second. But I don't know how to watch this team and just say or feel confident about watching them at all. Like, I don't feel like we're going to win a game. Like, how did I go from feeling like we're in every game, we can win every game, to, wow, I don't think we can win one. <laughs> yeah, it, it's weird. Um, but welcome to it. I mean, you're basically going through the motions of a Met fan right now. Right. This is like, it's crazy to think that at one point, uh, right before the July trade deadline, the New York Mets were 33-30 and 30 on the brink of obscurity. They had just lost an absolute heartbreaker to the San Diego Padres in that weird ninth-inning uh, rain delay game. Seven. That was tough. Uh, I was watching that work. I almost had a nuclear meltdown. Right. I, was, I was on the verge of doing bad things to good people. Um, but that's the crazy thing about sports, man. You can look like trash one day, and then you make one impactful move, and all of a sudden – all your hopes are turned around. Well, and let's let's speak I, on that a little bit. Like, what move could we make? We don't have moves to make. We don't have salaries to move. I think we, Stahl and Girardi, we have them for both three more years, which I know we wouldn't get rid of them anyway. They're but they are yeah. And I don't defensemen. as crazy as crazy and ludicrous as this is going to sound. Uh, I don't think the move. I don't think the move is to shore up the defense. I think at some point these guys just have to play better. Uh, they're all veterans. They're ridiculous they've had they have successful track records you're supposed to last year when they made move for yandel they had a clear weakness on the defensive end john moore wasn't cutting it they didn't have a prospect ready to come up this year they have six seven legitimate defensemen they're all just playing like shit at the same time it sports is you know 60 percent skill 40 percent luck uh probably more so skilled than luck. I'm exaggerating. I'm allowed to do hyperbole. This is my goddamn podcast. <laughs> but um, at some point, the luck's going to turn around. These guys aren't going to play like shit all the time. I I don't know when it's going to happen. I can't pinpoint a game for you, but I have confidence that the seven guys the Rangers have to play defense right now on their roster will turn it around. I just don't know when. But they need help offensively because gone are the days, I think, this year – especially when the defense is playing like shit, that the Rangers are going to win games 2-1. to one. Uh, And if Chris Kreider is going to continue to be a ghost a for this ghost. New York Ranger An team. An absolute ghost. And, you're playing... And, and my favorite The player. Rangers right now, they're playing with one legitimate line, and that line is the Zook and Nash line. And, you know, you can't lean this much on Oscar Lindbergh. It's not fair to Lindbergh. He's having a great season, but, I also, you know, he's... 
I also That's have to give props line, to JT He's a third-line winger. Yeah. I, I also have to give props to JT Miller here. He's been playing really well. He's been great. But, like, your best line shouldn't be uh, Kevin Hayes, JT Miller, and Oscar Lindbergh when you're the Rangers. That should not be your best line. And it's and not Chris right now. Snyder's just Hayes he's has just been invisible. Too. I've been watching a lot of uh, Premier League soccer. And I warned you before this, we went on air that I was going to make a lot of soccer-related analogies to the way the Rangers are playing. I'm very proud that you haven't made any yet, but go on. Well, I'm about to make one. Chris Kreider is basically Eden Hazard of the NHL. He's a player with all this skill. Uh, Some people listening to this podcast, I'm sure, will, because they're Chelsea fans. But he was the player of the year in the Premier League last year. And not only is Chelsea playing like absolute dog shit, they're 16th out of 20 teams as the defending champs, which is an embarrassment for them. Their coach has already been fired. But Hazard hasn't scored a goal the entire season. And I'm not saying Kreider was the MVP of the Rangers last year, but he's a star player, and he has disappeared. He's gone. I don't know who's wearing that number 20 jersey for the Rangers, just like no one knows who's wearing the number 10 for Chelsea. Those two players don't exist right now. They are completely different people. And if Chris Kreider is trying to play for a contract, it ain't going to work because right now I, I bet you there is a rebuilding team that would trade – offensive firepower for Chris Kreider to try and get the Rangers going in the right direction. And it might, it might be a risky move, but at some point, if you're the Rangers, you can't pay everyone. You've already paid Zook. You've already paid Stefan. You're still paying Nash. You're paying Lundqvist. You're paying all these defensemen. In the salary cap era, you just you can't pay everyone. And if you're not going to pay Kreider, he's not earning a paycheck. you got to trade him for something because you can't keep playing a net negative uh, on that second line. And Chris Kreider, this season – has been a huge net negative for the Rangers. Oh, man, that just feels like a trade that comes back to haunt you immediately. Probably, but, but at, you know, this is the, the window's closing for the Rangers. Hank isn't going to be Hank forever. We're, uh, we're seeing cracks this year. Most of that is, again, due to the fact that, you know, the Hoover Dam has collapsed around him, and he's just getting flooded with open, easy shots from snipers that score open shots on the regular. But... I, I, I don't know, man. You gotta, you gotta make a move. And the Rangers don't have a lot of movable pieces. They don't have a farm system because they've traded it away to build this roster that they have. They haven't drafted correctly. Uh, you gotta make a move. It doesn't seem like the um, the Russians coming over this year. Otherwise, I think he'd be here at this point. You, you got to do something. And it it sounds radical. It sounds crazy. Uh, I think it's time you start thinking about what you can get for Chris Kreider. I this is this is mind blowing to me. I'm literally a gasp. I I have nothing right now. Chris, I like Chris Kreider a lot as a great. Is he playing well? Is that no? Simple? Is he playing well? He's no. playing like shit. This no, team's playing ghost. like shit. You you can't. So, yeah, I do think it'll turn around, but you got to help the process along a little bit. And no one's gonna. You're not gonna be able to add anything to that defensive corpse. You're kind of married to it. So you're hoping that as a unit it turns around, and I think it will. But offensively. Man, we've seen Nash choke enough in the playoffs. to can't, You can't rely on him. Stepan and Broussard need players around them, and Zoo can't do it by himself. You know, uh, The Haglin trade is kind of hurting. He's having a shit year, Haglin. Haglin's it's been not awful. like Haglin's going awful. off in Anaheim. But he was a perfect player for this Rangers system. He was a, a perfect change-of-pace player that was a burst of energy, a burst of speed, and would clean up messy goals. And the Rangers are lacking that. And Chris Kreider, playing this Poorly is only exacerbating that problem. You know what we'll do? We'll, we'll go through the trade machine, if there is one, 
uh, with Chris Kreider, and maybe next week we'll talk about some trades. We'll do. We'll do some deep diving on what the Rangers could get for Chris Kreider because I still think his trade value. Is oh, high. if I'm another I, I GM, think... I'm going in right now. I'm trading for Chris Kreider. But uh, I'm, I'm saying... rebuilding. Yeah, I can rebuild this guy's confidence. And I'm not saying sell him forty cents on the dollar. No, get I full value for Chris Kreider. If you don't get it, keep him because I don't. Maybe Vigneault has magic sauce. He could, you know, rub into his hair, and Kreider all of a sudden becomes the goal scoring menace we've seen him be in the past. But if I'm whoever who took over for Glenn Sather. I miss Glenn. That's a great question. I think his name's James. Uh, we're both bad fans right now, but yeah. yeah, terrible fans. Either way, whoever's running the Rangers right now, yeah, at least gotta entertain the idea. I'm not saying you trade them, but I'm saying you start listening on the phone lines. I mean, make some calls. Yeah, I'm with you. So let's talk about this Florida trip coming up. Uh, we got I'm excited, ta- man. We got Tampa Bay. Is that the game you're going to? Or you're going to the uh, no? Bay? I'm going. I'm going down to the Panthers. Oh, Tampa. Okay. Tampa's fun, though. I went to Tampa uh, for Game 4 last year against the Lightning when the Rangers won. It was a good trip. That's Tampa, good. Uh, the Amelie Arena is a really fun place to watch a hockey game. I was just I mean, about to ask you that. It doesn't have the glitz and the glam that MSG does, but there are no bad sight lines. Um, it's a fun environment. The fans, you can tell they're a little new still, kind of the hockey. Uh, the fans that I was interacting with, uh, where your stereotypical U.S. men's national team soccer fan types, like they were chanting for dumb reasons, um, nonsensical things, God. as if that would get in someone's head. And I was just like, this is a hockey game, man. This is a different environment. You and I, we're supposed to yell at each other, not yell at the players. They've, uh, they've got that new fan threw, smell. They, they did throw a nickel at me, though, so I feel like I did my job. Wow, you, uh, you made a profit. I, I pick fight. You know me. I <laughs> yeah, I know. I do know you. Um, so, and they were just making it too easy. And I think that game, I think St. Louis scored that game, and I just had way too much fun with that. Well, uh, let me tell you what wasn't fun. The first time we played Tampa, Tampa Bay this year. Oh, also not fun. Yeah, a lot of bad memories with Tampa Bay. Oh, game but seven, too, also, yes. Yeah, but that's a, that's a Wednesday night rivalry game. It is. Uh, I'm not confident about it. The Rangers, do you know the Rangers are, are, are now winless in their last eight road games? I did know that. It's a fun 06 fact. 0-6-2. That's atrocious. Stamkos uh, has 28 points on the year, but he's actually minus seven. That's a pretty fun fact also. They just recently started getting their act together, to be honest. Um, also, Callahan only has 12 points this season. Sorry. Oh, it's okay. I should warn our listeners, I have the flu right now, and it is miserable. This is a... So the fact that- we are recording this after 11 o'clock on a work night is pretty, pretty crazy. This is Greg, um, Greg's flu game coming through hard. But this is also like the first time I've gotten out of bed today. So I'm glad, uh, you know, I'm glad to get you out of there. Yeah, you know, I get out for you, buddy. Oh, thanks, man. Also, I needed to get out of bed because first thing I did this morning was put my sheets in the washing machine, <laughs> and we were getting dangerously close to Greg just sleeping on a mattress. Oh, uh, welcome to Greg's life, everyone. Yeah, it's a hard life. Let's go back to Tampa Bay and finish this <laughs> thing out strong. Yeah. So, uh, as I was saying, Stamkos has 28 points of the season. He's obviously a stud. Uh, he's at minus seven, which is strange. Uh, Strawman, former Ranger. Strawman? Strawman. Strawman. He has 13 points. This team's they got obviously... A bunch of, they got a bunch of ex-Rangers. Strawman, Brian Boyle. Oh, I love Brian Boyle. I Happy. love him. Yeah. Uh, my, my friend that I work with here, who's the only big Ranger fan I know, uh, refers to Boyle exclusively as the glue. The glue. Because there, there was... There was an article two years ago when the Rangers made their Stanley Cup run in the New York Post 
that talked about how Brian Boyle was the glue in the locker room. And it was a nickname that stuck with him ever since. Uh, uh, so he's always the glue whenever I see him. He's, yeah, I miss him. He's a, he's a fun fourth line center that actually has, if you, if he was serious about scoring goals, he's got like 20 goal talent, but he knows his role. He doesn't try to break out of that role. And he's a fun player. Uh, he's missed. But at the same time, Lightning gave him a lot more money than the Rangers should have. And uh, it was more. one of those. But at the same time, the Rangers gave a lot of money to Tanner Glass. So six of one, half dozen the other, I suppose. It's uh, it's going to be a tough game because I was actually referring to, you know, last time we had like, what, two minutes left and they won a faceoff and scored twice. It was. Oh, speaking of faceoffs, I think we lost that battle tonight, 36-23. <laughs> I can't. Greg. I can't do this anymore. I can't do this podcast. I feel like faceoffs have been the Rangers' biggest problem for like six years. That and, and they've scored on never power plays. Yeah, it's yeah. I, I got. It. That's the Ranger way, right? It's the Rangers fix their holes by creating other holes. It's very painful. I I don't have much great to say. I'll tell you this: I don't think we're going to win in Tampa Bay. I uh, think do not expect it. I think it's... I do expect the win in. Uh, the Sunrise, Florida neighborhood, though. So here's why I'm gonna, I'm going to fight you on that. Oh boy. Let's play a quick game. I'm Who's... just excited to see Yager. Okay. Who leads the team in points in Florida? Yager. Yager. I with, love Yager. With 25 points, he has 10 goals and 15 assists. And he's like 62. He's like 44. Now, yeah. who, who leads the Atlantic Division right now? Uh, the Capitals. The Panthers. What? The Capitals are in the Metropolitan, to be fair. Oh, oh, I hate that. Sorry. The Panthers are in the, what? Wait a second. Yes. You back up. What is this nonsense? At the Atlantic Division. I don't believe you. Florida has 44 points and they're leading it. Holy shit. Yes. Wow. The team the is Canadian very is really good. shit the bed, huh? Yeah. Did you say Montreal? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, they've lost uh, nine of the last ten. Also, quick gripe. I got a quick right. Okay, go for it. Nashville plays in the Central Division, yes. which makes sense. How do the Detroit Red Wings, a team that could not be more central, play in the Atlantic? I, that's a that's a gripe that I can't help you with. How is that even humanly possible? I don't know. Just put just put the Predators in the Atlantic. <laughs> Nashville, not Atlantic, Craig, but both of more us Atlantic have... than Detroit. We've just gone off the rails tonight. <laughs> I, well, I have you woken me up, and I'm angry. I, I understand. I'm angry too. I'm actually really sad. You're the angry one, and we're just trying to get, trying to push through as Ranger fans together. I haven't even made my Rick Nash is Gerard De Lafayu reference. Oh my yet. God! Let's not. I'm not gonna let you make that one. We're gonna. Talk I've about, already done it. <laughs> fine, fair. I've got nothing left. Florida's a good team. So is Tampa Bay. I don't think we're winning either of these two games. I think you're going to hear us next nearly, week. We have nearly identical records with Florida, though. That's the crazy thing. Yeah, but Florida's... 2012 and 4, and we're 2013 and 4. Florida's like, hot right now. Hot. Yeah, I'm going. I can't remember. Uh, when's the last time I saw the Rangers lost? I saw them in Raleigh two years ago, and they lost. I'm pretty sure but you saw the Rangers funny. in Game 7 for MSG. Uh, and they beat the Capitals, yeah. yeah so what's your point? I, I thought that's... Was that the last time you saw them? Or no, the Lightning game. Last time I saw him was game four against the Lightning. Got it. Uh, well, if so you're anything, you know, it seems like you're a good luck charm. So I really hope you can come through this time. Been, I was a great luck charm for all my favorite teams come playoffs. Uh, I hadn't seen the Knicks lose. Uh, I saw them beat Prime, Vince Carter on the Raptors, and that's the only Knicks playoff game I've been to. 
I haven't seen the Rangers lose. I've seen them beat the Flyers. I've seen them beat the Capitals, and I've seen them beat the Lightning. And I hadn't seen the Mets lose. I was like 9-0 and in the playoffs with the Mets, riding high. And then I went to Game 5 of the World Series this year, and I, I now no longer have faith in myself as a human being. Ugh. Well, Lucas Duda could just learn to fucking throw the fucking ball. Uh, on, on that note, I'm not going into soccer. I'm not going to the Mets. I'm going to speak I haven't, for the next I, I've seen the Red Bull win, too. I've ne- that. Fine. You're going to get your New York FC tickets when you come up? Um, no, 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 no. They're, they're partnering with the Yankees. Fuck that. Okay. That's a fascinating story, by the way. Did you know uh, oh, NYCFC no. was originally <laughs> going to build a stadium in Queens, but once they partnered with the Yankees, the Mets gave them the double birds and told them to fuck off? Wow. No, I didn't know that. That's, uh... See, the Rangers suck, but people are learning things. <laughs> oh, well, this has been um, a good one, as they say. Ranger fans out there, I am so sorry that our team is so painful to watch. Is it just two upcoming games this week? Is that it? It's just two before we're back next week. And then next week we're going to have the Chris Kreider trade we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about a hellish upcoming schedule where we play the Capitals twice and the Islanders once, along with some other great teams. From you telling me that schedule or if it's the flu again? Yes. It's it's either one of them. And it's going to be very tough. And we're just going to have to hold hands and hug and get through it. I think maybe this team will turn it around, but I have no signs of saying that. So Hopefully I'm not dead by then. I, I hope so too, buddy. Between this flu and the fact that I'm going to be in Miami this weekend, I got low expectations, my friend. Me too. I, I'm, I'm real low right now. And I hope next week when oh, we talk— Oh, you're talking about the rain. I'm talking about <laughs> me, like, breathing. Yeah. Well, one of us will make it. <laughs> I hope. Yeah. I got my money on you. Me too. So, Ranger fans, we will see you next year. Haha, <laughs> very funny joke. <laughs> we, I think we got him. <laughs> that actually made me crack up a little oh, bit. Okay. I know it's not funny, but then I thought about it a little more. Legitimately. Oh, uh, I got it. 2016. Uh, hey, you know, we're going to be turning 27 next year. We're oh, fucking... man. Man, this is just been... <laughs> one last thing before we go. This is Last week was just the anger pod where we just both got super angry. And I've just been a defeated man this entire podcast. I've just been sitting back here like, what is happening? You know, you only let me make one and a half soccer references. If you want to make, I will let you, allow you one more right now before we end this battle. Rangers are playing like Manchester United. Manchester United is off to their worst start ever in franchise history. And yet, that worst start still has them, I think, in like sixth place. Which is ridiculous. That's the worst start they've ever had, which means they have a chance at the Champions League. They had a chance of playing European football. They technically still have a chance at winning the championship this year in the Premier League. Great. Like, I, I hate the that you brought not, that around. The ceiling – well, here's the thing. Like, it's, kind of, it's like the Rangers in that regard. Like, the Rangers are probably still going to make the playoffs. Yet it feels like the ceiling's collapsing at the same time. That's how they're like Man U. Because Man U still has a chance to make – quote-unquote postseason football, basically. But it feels like everything's falling apart and everyone's panicking. That's how it's the same. And I wanted to make that analogy the entire time. And I just wanted to say Gerard De Lefeu again. It's a beautiful name. He's a piece of shit, but it's a beautiful name. That is fun to say. Plays for Everton, by the way. You know what? I hate that you brought that around, but I respect you as a man. And that's all I'm going to say. I love you, buddy. I love you, too. I hope we get through this time. Everyone have a happy new year. 
Thank you, everyone, for listening to our first six episodes. And we will all see you next year. Let's go, Rangers. We might have theme music next year, too. Next year, we'll have theme music. I promise that. Don't make promises you can't keep, Ryan. All the best, buddies. Later. Bye-bye. Everyone knows that putting money aside in savings is really important. But then what? Should you keep your savings locked in a CD for a higher rate or keep them liquid in a money market? Can your checking account help you save, too? Or is it about creating the right combination? We believe real banking is a conversation. Let's talk about the savings options that are right for you. Learn more at sandyspringbank.com. Member FDIC.